0: In smiles Podcast. We're probably live. I'm thinking we are. As always, I'm Steve Petura, joined by my good friend, Sean Schaumacher. The music probably muted you way out, but... I'm going to just lower that down and then stop it. Welcome back, my friend.
1: Good to see you, man.
0: Good to see you, too. So... It's been a couple of weeks. We're actually on a regular schedule now, I think. I don't want to say this that. This is nice. I don't want to say that because then next time it'll be six months before we do another one. Sure.
1: Sure. Um, the vaccine will be available to the public by then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For all the strains. Right. Yeah. No. That's right. This is a very special COVID episode of the Bacon Smiles podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back. Yes, we have studied up, and uh, this is going to be a highly technical <laughs> scientific podcast. No, I'm just kidding. If, if that's what you tuned in for, you were in the wrong
1: place. We're uh, sorry.
0: <laughs> I am not nearly smart enough i played football for far too long and so yeah no Um, so we're just gonna we're gonna kind of catch up um it's been a couple of weeks christmas has happened um it's been a pretty awesome time uh i am now 37 years old i had a birthday last week i'm getting old um eva's i think gonna start fitting me for one of those walkers with the tennis balls (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh you got news in uh music we'll catch up on kind of what's what's changing um you know with your guys' masses and and all that stuff kind of catch up um and all that because you know things are kind of changing throughout all of this and um yeah then you got music uh gospel of the day is luke 4 14 through 22 uh saint of the day is saint raymond of Penafort, and then uh you got news of the weird so that's our show breakdown absolutely we'll probably go off on several tangents because i have a yeah (laughs) 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 and um Yeah, so first of all, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year.
1: Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. How was your Christmas?
0: (laughs) It was good. Um, It was really, uh, you know, just kind of hung out with Eva and her family. And it was, you know, small and nice. And Christmas morning, my aunt came over and that was it. (laughs) And uh, Christmas Eve, we went to her sister's. I then had to go to uh sacred heart to uh live stream the 9 p.m mass um we didn't have as many masses this year because it uh you know with everything going on couldn't really do it so um yeah that and then you know christmas evening we went to her parents house and Uh, saw some of Eva's siblings some of them decided to stay quarantined which is totally understandable and um, with everything going on it makes sense so you know my brother-in-law and sister-in-law have a a, I forget how old their son is but like young (laughs) they have a baby that was born (laughs) in in August and the only reason I just don't know how old he is is because I can't do math (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no it's just um you know to stay quarantined totally makes sense and you know i i don't want to get i'd never want to be the reason anyone got sick either you know so that's my biggest thing is i uh wear my mask in public i do all the things i'm uh supposed to do with that and try to you know not be the reason anyone gets sick, so... Right. And then uh, New Year's was very quiet. Very close friends of ours came over, and we celebrated with their kids. They've been within our bubble this whole time, so again, within reason. Just Then it's just four yeah. adults and three kids, <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> you know, a nice, quiet New Year's, and uh, Zoe loves hanging out with them, so... It's good to get her a little bit of social interaction, because throughout this whole thing, you just feel really bad because it, you know, no time at parks and hanging out with a big group of kids like normal, you know.
1: Right. But how about you? How uh, did she enjoy Christmas? Oh, she loved it. Really like Christmas
0: this year. Oh yeah, yeah. It, she, got, <laughs> she got so many things. <laughs> so uh, yeah. the the picture that I posted is her. Brand new big girl bed that I talked about on the last podcast of the podcast before, which Eva commented that awkward moment when yes. <laughs> she's listening to the podcast <laughs> with Zoe in the room.
1: <laughs> it's
0: funny. Yeah. Um, now, she loved that um, and all the toys and things. Uh, Eva, uh, you can see this desk right behind me right there (laughs) um that eva totally remade painted sanded um it was a gently loved uh kids desk that eva totally redid and and zoe can now have a chalkboard and has a whiteboard on the other side and her own little like place to play and so since i don't really need an office this room that was kind of my office is now a playroom for zoe and there's tons of toys and duplo blocks and uh stuffed animals and doll houses and stuff like that so um it's a pretty awesome space for a three-year-old to hang out in (laughs) and And it's her own playroom well you know what it is it's it's hopefully to stem the tide of the sheer amount of toys that end up in our living room. <laughs> so, yeah. um, a good plan. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. And you know, it sometimes fails and sometimes succeeds <laughs> because she'll always want to bring stuff out into the living room. And then, you know, trying to get a three-year-old to pick up after herself is kind of a losing battle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. She had a she had a great uh, Christmas tons of things. Uh, this awesome duplo play table uh, to my left here has like the spot where you can kind of build upon the top of the table. And so all the blocks and it's set up as like a carnival right now. I don't know let me see. For those on Facebook, you can watch this as I knock things over and, uh, See this nice little carnival to my left nice. <laughs> and uh, get that back up there and um yeah so she can stand at it and play at it and everything and the thing that really uh, i know now we're doing toy talk but <laughs> the thing that she that i actually was like wow that was really thinking ahead is the the duplo insert can be changed out to a lego insert so it can kind of age with her and i was like that's okay. awesome. <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> um, so
0: yeah, that was amazing. My uh, so Eva's siblings and spouses. We've done a gift exchange the past year where we just pick one person, so we're not trying to buy for like eight people. Yeah. And, um, I got, um, from my sister in law, I got socks that were ninja turtle socks which are awesome uh like a 90s trivia game these old school like scary um uh books you know what i mean from do you remember like yeah. the the reading day at, at school where oh, yeah. like the, all the books would come in and you'd get to pick out some books and buy some books that day yeah, and the there was Scholastic always
1: like, magazine
0: yeah and they had this like um and they had these scary books like assorted uh, scary stories they got me those. I was like, "This." It took me back. It was awesome. Like that's a just such a thoughtful gift and everything like that. It was just so cool. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah. So no. Yeah. Christmas was great. How was your Christmas? Now that I've talked for like an hour on
1: mine, that's all right. This is all good <laughs> stuff to hear. Ours was ours was really really nice. We um, traditionally we will go to my parents for Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day we'll go over to Jen's parents and spend time with them. And then if we have time after visiting her parents on Christmas Day, we'll go back to my parents. This year, we, we didn't do the extra traveling. So we just went for my parents one night and then went to go see my in-laws next. And uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we had a couple masses, uh, some of them in person in our parking lot uh, where people were able to tune in on the radio. And then we also did a live stream Christmas Eve uh, midnight vigil mass, which I always love being a part of, especially yeah. the last year or so. Uh Jen and I will just get there early. And uh I was I was thankful I was able to do that this year too. Um, because I know not everybody was able to do that, but um for me to be able to be there it was it was a privilege to be able to right before mass, uh we came in, Brett was sitting there and just being present and Jen and I were there, we were setting some stuff up with the live stream. And then we went up front and sat and were just present in front of the altar. And then uh, our priest came in and did the same thing. So it was like it was like five of us just sitting there and just being in awe and uh, excited for Christmas to be arriving. So that was definitely a highlight. And then uh, Christmas Day, after we hung out with my, my in-laws for a bit, we went out for a walk. The sky was really, really cool um, as we walked around Vernon. And then on the way home, Jen and I stopped by some houses and just tried to find the brightest um, Christmas lights on different houses while driving home. Oh, that's cool. So that was, yeah, so it was, it was a lot to to schedule in, but at the same time, it was a nice balance and and being able to see people, a few people at church, and then uh, see my uh, my family. So yeah. And I, oh, we're... and and my oldest sister, my oldest sister Fiona, also got engaged on Christmas Eve. So, awesome. um, yeah, we weren't, we weren't, I wasn't expecting that. My parents were, they knew. Oh, um,
0: okay. Yeah, that makes that was, sense. Permission was, was asked. That
1: was the first <laughs> gift. Yes. That was the first <laughs> gift on Christmas Eve. And then, uh, once the commotion and the, you know, the cheering stopped, I looked around mm-hmm. and said, all right, who wants to follow that? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was very, very exciting for our family. So
0: that's awesome. That great news. That's a that's great news. So, um, how about how about your New Year's?
1: So our uh, our New Year's was pretty low key as well. Um, we had initially planned on doing a high school youth group on Zoom, and orient it from uh, the normal time where we normally do it right after Mass from six to seven. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, what if we tried a New Year's Eve ten thirty to midnight? Send out a permission mm-hmm. form. Parents just sign off on it. Yeah. it's free you know but it's just just to make sure they're they're knowing that we're doing this till midnight and then yeah. they can go to bed no one has to pick up their kids it's great yeah and uh <laughs> this year the the response was a little slow so we said all right we'll hold off on this until next year um and and we'll promote it sooner so jen and i just ended up uh video chatting a bunch of friends we played some uh, jackbox games and and oh, nice. uh, caught up with friends Texas and other time zones. So it was it was nice to see some people even if it's virtually.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's when um even on Christmas the Eva's siblings that weren't there, we were able to do Zoom with them. Mm -hmm. So they were on like a table or the piano in the room so that they could see uh had a Bluetooth speaker that we could kinda bring around so we could hear them and they could hear us a little better. Yeah, I mean as I keep saying, gotta adapt, gotta <laughs> figure out ways to make it work. And then in your case, where you have friends in other states, you'd want to kind of see them anyway. So this is kind of a, a good reason, good excuse to do that. I mean, with my parents living in Florida, we've been using Facebook video messaging um, to do phone calls with them and Zoe ever since she was born, really. So it... uh okay. It's just kind of second nature for us. And uh, we did that on Christmas and Christmas morning so they could see her running around and opening presents and, and all that stuff. It, oh, the one thing, ADD, this is the things that I forget when <laughs> we're talking right. about things. On uh, Christmas morning, she was so hyped up and so energetic to open up all her presents. Like, she opened up everything within like a half hour, 45 minutes, and then was exhausted like, like <laughs> falling asleep at breakfast. Like, you know, I made French toast and all this other stuff, which, you know, it's awesome. i love I'm making all the food for Eva and my aunt and Zoe and putting it all together. And so then she's, like, falling asleep eating her French toast because she's just pooped from all the adrenaline crashing down after opening all the presents and everything. Like, it was just crazy to see it like she yeah. wanted she she took a nap it was it was good because if she didn't take a nap christmas evening dinner would not have been fun but uh yeah she was exhausted by 10 a.m <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Sorry. do you guys have a traditional meal that you have each year for christmas
0: no not really I uh, used like christmas eve used to be um like cold pizza and like, uh, have you ever had like the thick crust? Like,
1: um, yeah. Like uh, Greek pizza.
0: Yeah. It, this is thicker than that. I forgot. Is this like Sicilian okay. pizza or something like that. My mom will listen to this and cringe, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> like in lasagna, like, uh, mm-hmm. so, um, cause they, I guess it used to be the Italians side of the family would do like the fishes like fish or something like that but i i'm not a big fish eater anyway so i'm glad it used to be something different than that (laughs) so um (laughs) christmas eve would be that and then i think christmas day was normally like a ham or something like that when my my dad would cook for the family and my dad's side of the family, I always remember there being lots of mashed potatoes at both uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, because my uncle Mike and I would eat all of them. <laughs> as, have, as a good man would. Yeah. I mean, they would have to get, like, they'd have to mash, like, 15 pounds of potatoes. <laughs> we would get just our... raid
1: the whole counter at Stop <laughs> <Yeah>. and Shop. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Getting a shipment from Idaho.
1: The produce boy comes out and goes, I just loaded this up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. So I just remember uh, lots of mashed potatoes (laughs) because I can definitely eat some mashed potatoes. I'm not sure if you know this about me. (laughs) I don't know if you could tell from my (laughs) svelte physique.
1: I know you're Irish, so that, that helps, too. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Yep, definitely. If you can boil it, we can eat it.
1: That's right. <laughs> so, Someone asked me recently, they said, what what types of potatoes do you like? I said, yes.
0: Yeah. Are, there's, there's types of potatoes? <laughs> yeah. I was unaware. No. I just eat them.
1: <laughs> just back up the flatbed truck. I'll take them.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Boiled, fried, mashed.
1: I'll yeah. eat them. Baked. <laughs>
0: That's it. The rest of the podcast is going to be me naming kinds yeah. of potatoes. There you go. <laughs> Scallop. And different toppings. <laughs> uh, so uh, what, do you, what do you got for uh, music for us?
1: So a slightly quiet month as far as music releases go. Uh, We do see that this weekend uh, Apollo LTD, which is an independent uh, band that's on the same label as Unspoken and Lauren Daigle, is coming out with an Acoustic Sessions EP. So if you want to check that out on Spotify, uh, they have a pretty good sound. Uh, Phil Joel from the Newsboys is coming out with an album called Better Than I Found It, and that comes out next weekend on January 22nd. And then the last Friday of the month, Lincoln Brewster is coming out with a new project. It is called Perfect Love. So each uh, awesome. each week, uh, a pretty decent release. And uh, so, yeah.
0: Okay. And then we're going to start another segment called What Classic Movie Has Evan Watched for the First Time Recently That Has Been Out Since 1987? <laughs> Have you watched any movies that were released 37 years ago that
1: you... So, this was before I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. But last month, I did watch Coming to America for the first time.
0: That's it. I'm hanging up.
1: <laughs> Which was a fantastic movie. I love that movie. There were a few moments where my jaw fell open and went, okay. His mama but, uh, named him Clay. Was- I'm going to
0: call him Clay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just it was incredible seeing like scenes where you're watching it and then halfway through you go wait a minute that's Eddie Murphy too yeah just I mean that all was... the different roles he could just pull off oh. was incredible
0: yeah it was it was funny because I think one of the I think I read somewhere that w- one of the first reviews of that movie someone gave it a negative critical review because they were They said they found it confusing, not knowing which persons were played by Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy's like, I take that as a very high compliment. You cannot tell which one I'm playing. (laughs) That's how good I am at acting as that character. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's... an unbelievably good movie that you have not seen. Oh, we're, we're doing we're doing this every time. Every time we're doing. Okay, I'm just,
1: <laughs> sounds good. I'll do my homework. It's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> and that was movies that came out thirty seven years ago that I haven't just watched and, for the first. And
1: they're time. coming out with a sequel. Did you hear that? Yeah. They're going to do Coming to America, and it, and it has a lot of the original cast in it. Arsenio yeah. Hall, Eddie Murphy, James Earl yeah. Jones. They're trying to get back as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I <laughs> I can't wait. I'm hoping it doesn't fall short as some uh, sequels do, especially when they're like that long after the original. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's uh, get into our bibble. <laughs> <laughs> so our... Let's see here. Reading here. Apologize. Waiting. Waiting. Waiting.
1: Here we are. So for those of you joining us live, we are looking at Luke 4, verse 14 through 22. Yes. Jesus
0: returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the day, on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him he said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. The gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: So, really awesome passage coming... uh, sometime after Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist as he was going around and 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 preaching and teaching and the interesting part to me is that if you look this up in an actual bible say so i have my catholic youth bible this section is called the rejection at Nazareth in that reading, there's no rejection. And I think that during a daily mass, I think the, the message I guess would be different, would be the only reason I could think of to shorten it. Um, is that this is one of the times where Jesus felt he just came out and was teaching and came in the spirit like this is him saying hey this is me fulfilling prophecy right and he, one of the first times where he basically comes out before people and says uh, yeah no that's me this uh, <laughs> this prophecy is is me <laughs> you know <laughs> but what I found interesting was after reading that that was today's reading I was like "I, there's more to this I know there's more to this because of course we've read this before And so the end of the line, and all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth, then goes on and says, they also asked, isn't this the son of Joseph? So at the beginning of the reading, it's Jesus going back to Nazareth. And these are all people who knew him. These were not large villages where he would go unnoticed. People knew everyone there. And so they knew Jesus, but they didn't know him as the man who came before him. So what I was thinking is like, when you go, when you go away for some time and you come back and people will look at you as if you were that young. Rapscallion like me. <laughs> and or, you know, <laughs> hooligan. Um, and. <laughs> I don't know that they thought that of Jesus, by the way. (laughs) I
1: feel like I should put that out there.
0: (laughs) Um, But they they have this perception of you, of who you used to be, or who they've grown to know. Or at that time, Joseph was not a man of prestige, uh, being a carpenter. uh, Not a man of wealth, or status, or nobility. So them saying isn't this the son of joseph is kind of like how does this man speak so wonderfully and how are we in awe of just this son of joseph is the way that i kind of look at that what do you think
1: i i agree I, one part that sticks out to me in here is the, the earlier part in the reading where it talks about Jesus going to the synagogue according to his custom and for someone who um, is as holy as Jesus to take time to go to the synagogue and be present there and do the readings Mm. that uh that is a striking image to, to think about yeah everyone's there you know practicing what he's practicing too but to be able to be there in person in the flesh to say I'm present with you as well, um, and then to read this passage and then go, "Hi, it's me." Uh, yeah. <laughs> as as you said, that that I would love to be a fly on that wall.
0: Well, how about the and how about the fact that just imagine you're at church, you're there for just normal Sabbath service, and a young man, you know, in thirty year old man just walks up to the front to do the reading takes the scroll reads it and you're like there's something about the presence that, because he came in the Holy Spirit meaning like his presence was there so yeah. they all spoke highly of him because of his presence in the way that he was reading it's not just like the way he was speaking but there's something about it right because this isn't just a normal person reading it this is jesus doing the reading so they're there just on a normal church service and jesus the messiah makes his presence known right like be like i'm just gonna say like reading along with it. <laughs> wait a minute what Is this happening right now? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? And then, so to continue on, it's basically, you know, after they say, hey, like, isn't this, isn't this Joe's kid? Like, how, how is this happening? Right? So then he says, well, can't you quote me this proverb? Physician, cure yourself and say, do here in your native place the things that we heard were done in Capernaum and he said to them Amen I say to you no prophet is accepted in his own native place so Jesus basically saying like, none of you are going to believe who I am because you saw me and continued to see me as just the son of Joseph you know as prophets could never preach in their own home because everyone saw them as who they were not in any way touched by god to be a prophet they never they were never seen or accepted as the gift that they were in their own homeland because people knew them as children and knew them as young men and unwise men before they were touched by God to be prophets. So, the same thing with Jesus is they never they never saw him as the son of God. They saw him as the son of Joseph. They saw them uh, him as the son of carpenter, never as the Messiah, the one sent by God to forgive all men and women and just all of us, like all sin. So to prove that god loves us that was what he was there for so no one would see him as that you know what i mean like it's just this this crazy thing where now he is in front of all the people that knew him growing up saying like hey yeah you know what i just read that's actually about me (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is not like it's just i would think that was so like mind-blowing like just sitting there watching things happen like
1: i don't everyone's looking at each other what (laughs) you heard that too
0: yeah i did yeah and i and it's that 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 goosebump moment where no one can explain it but they know something special and crazy special is going on you know what i mean because that that's what i took from that that was my experience in the reading is oh, they know what's happening and they know what's going on.
1: You know? I'd love to be a fly on that wall Uh, and witness that.
0: I know. Just... (laughs) So, our saint of the day, Saint Raymond of Pennefort, lived to be 100 years old. From 1175 to 1275 now that is a long life in the
1: 1200s <laughs> you see a lot yeah
0: and so he was um uh, a dominican priest uh accomplished a lot because he was of spanish nobility and wealth so his life was that of someone who had prominence and prestige um so he re- was able to go to school and get doctorates in both canon law and civil law at the time, and was actually appointed by Pope Gregory at the time to put together the previous eighty years of papal doctrine and put it all together. And up until like literally nineteen. 19- 07 it was still considered the most organized collection of papal doctorate so we're talking 700 years later <laughs> not until they formally put together all of them all of the collections this was considered the most organized collection this and he was thought so highly that he was made the archbishop, um, and he did not like the um, appointment to the point where it made him sick. He just didn't like the uh, the prestige that come, came along with it, the notoriety, and people looking up to him and thinking that he was better than them um, because he never saw himself as that. It literally made him sick, so he had to step down. Tried to live a humble life. That only lasted like two to three years and they made him the head of the Dominican order. (laughs) So like there was something about this man in life that made others go, Oh no, that he needs, we need to follow this man. That's his holiness was known. Um, And then of course, in canonization and miracles and all that stuff to know he is a saint is is, is just an astounding life of a hundred years. And I just keep going back to is it. like, he lived to be a hundred in the year 1275. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't even imagine what the, what, what do you think the average life expectancy was? I did not look this up, but like, I I, I immediately think like 30,
1: 60. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. 50, 60. But I mean, we're talking the 1200. So, um, yeah, just it's just crazy to think about. But yeah, uh, so our Saint of the Day, Saint Raymond of Penafort. Excellent. What do you got for News of the Weird?
1: So every year, Improv Everywhere has a special event that they host in New York City on the subway. And this year they're saying that they're postponing it because of the pandemic. Mm. I wish they postponed it indefinitely. It is the No Pants <laughs> subway ride. Where riders will sit on the subway and just be wearing shirts, socks, and shoes, nothing else. Um, They said...
0: Porky pig in it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so (laughs) out of health concern, because of the pandemic, not because of anything else, because of the (laughs) pandemic, they're saying that's enough. We're we're putting a hold on this. And they said this is the... uh, I think it's the first time that they've canceled it since 2002. Is that, so, is that when they that started it?
0: For, <laughs> someone, yeah, so, so, so someone in 2002 was like, hey, you know what we're missing? <laughs> you, know, yes. you know what this world needs is a no pants subway ride.
1: Right. So improv everywhere is disappointed. I think the rest of the city is thrilled. Yeah.
0: The rest of the city wants to try to figure out a way to put a parade on in celebration for the end of the no pants party in the subway. They're just going to have
1: a hot air balloon celebration (laughs) so that no one's congesting in the roadways. Exactly.
0: Um, (laughs) That's awesome. I just love the fact that someone somewhere was like, what do you mean we're not having the no pants subway ride? I've been waiting all month. They have not sent me the invitation. (laughs) Also, I love that there's so many terms for not wearing pants, Porky Pig in it, Winnie the Pooh in it, Donald Duck in it. So you can, you can use any of those.
1: (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> the well, things you learn on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, ladies and gentlemen, that music bed that's starting to get a little bit louder and a little bit louder means it's time to wrap up this podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I, I think the Facebook Live was a little bit choppy. If it, it was, and know, it didn't play all the way through. I will just... Uh, upload the video i have the recording so uh fear not we will get it to you <laughs> uh for those of you who listen uh, on podcast we appreciate you as well uh feel free to like and follow us on facebook facebook.com forward slash Bacon smile ministry uh that way you can see when we go live you can keep up to date on all podcast things um, Bacon Smiles Universe (laughs) Um, so in all honesty thanks so much Uh, we appreciate all of you as always feel free to comment in the video if there's something you want us to pray for if there's something that you'd like us to talk about chat about uh, we'd love to do it so
1: yeah thanks you got anything? have a great week God bless and we look forward to seeing you soon
0: As always, keep smiling and God bless.